Hello and welcome again to Money Tips Daily. This is Money Kelly bringing you money tips to help you save and make more money. Today I want to talk about property and in particular leasehold properties which I believe are a legal landmine for hundreds of thousands of uninitiated buyers purchasing leasehold flats every year. Now, like me, the majority of first-time buyers as well as buy-to-let landlords will buy a leasehold flat under rules which frankly exist in very few countries outside of the UK. What you need to remember is that when you buy most flats in the UK, you are a tenant under a long lease, which usually runs for more than 99 years, but the value of the property will diminish in value as the lease gets shorter. Now usually, if a lease is under 80 years, it starts to become a bit difficult to, to mortgage or for, to, to get a mortgage on. And there are leases sold uh, you know, for 10 years, 20 years, 5 years even in the centre of London for quite large sums of money. But for generally, for most of us, we'll be looking at 99 years, 125 years, sometimes longer. Now, yes, you are a tenant on a property that you own, but you're called a tenant. And you also pay rent, which is known as ground rent. It's some sort of rent, really, for the, the ground or the freehold under which the uh, property stands. And you pay this to the landlord, yes, they use the word landlord, or sometimes called the freeholder, which used to be a peppercorn rent, like 25, 50 pounds a year, that sort of thing. But on new developments, it's increasingly running into several hundreds of pounds uh, with sharp increases built in to the, to the ground rent in the future. So it could start at three, four, five hundred or a thousand pound a year and you look at it and say, well, in 10 years time, it's going to jump to 1500 and then 10 years after that, it's going to jump to 2000, 3000. So you've got to watch this because these properties could become difficult to sell in the future if there are huge increases built in. And the government have warned some developers about this, that they're a little bit naughty with theirs, but certainly ground rents two, 300 pounds a year is, is normal. And, and what's it for? It's, it's just really, it's just a bit, bit of a rip off really. Now, you also pay a service charge on top of that for insurance and upkeep of the common areas. Now, on the leasehold flat, you, you usually have a, a joint sort of block insurance and you, you each pay a proportion towards that. Um, it's not much difference from having your own insurance, really, but you wouldn't have two insurance policies. But on smaller blocks where there might be, say, two flats or a house split into two flats, in those cases, you might have your own building's insurance. And you're paying these service charges usually for those sort of things and upkeep of common areas. Now, in blocks which have things like lifts and pools and security, concierge desks, you know, you could expect to pay anything from two to three thousand pounds a year upwards. Now, in my experience of smaller blocks where, you know, there's no service, there's no lift as such, um, a typical charge starts at a minimum of £100 per month for, for doing almost nothing, maybe a bit of communal area cleaning or a bit of grass cutting, but it's basically paying the expenses and the running costs of the, of the management company. And so they get that for doing nothing, and then when something needs to be repaired like a, or, an, or in a maintenance job, they'll charge that on top. Not, not always immediately, but it will be paid for one way or another. The management companies also choose their own contractors to carry out work, which, you know, in my experience, is, is, always seems to cost five times more than you could get the job done for yourself. 
Um, you might sound like I'm exaggerating there, but I've seen some ridiculous and ludicrous charges, say, to replace windows, you know, uh, thousands and thousands of pounds per flat. You think it can't cost that much. And you've, you've usually got no choice but to use them. Now, have you ever read your lease? And if, if so, do you understand it? Uh, the answer to these questions is, is usually no, because most of us give up after the first few pages due to the ancient legal language that's virtually impossible for anyone to understand unless you're in the legal profession. Who writes these things? Lawyers. Who writes the laws? Lawyers, of course. Uh, it's all written so that they're the only ones who can decipher it. Now, of course, look, we need solicitors when buying a property. I, I would never buy a property you know, without a solicitor. You, you've got to have a good solicitor behind you. But you know, don't be afraid to ask them everything and don't be embarrassed to ask you know, uh, inverted commas, silly questions. Just so like, I don't understand that. Can you explain that to me? Because the language in leases is, is very old English, you know, therefore and therefore the underside and all these sort of words. And, you know, you, it, it can hide what can be a simple point. They just complicate it. But they're written there for a purpose and, you know, everything is covered. And leases can run into you know, 50, 60, 100 pages or more. Uh, so it's quite a lot to take in but make sure you understand it. Now, following the tragic Grenfell fire in London, um, where there was a problem with the, with the cladding on the outside of the building, thousands of leaseholders everywhere are facing potentially huge costs to remove what is now known as unsafe cladding from their blocks of flats, following a recent court judgment in Croydon. Now, again, you can Google this, it's been on the news. Uh, now what they're saying is tenants will have to pick up the tab to replace cladding on this particular block in Croydon, which was a recently built Barrett's Homes development. Now, despite this, they've bought their property you know, in good faith, uh, thinking that it's a, it's a well-built property and it's fully safe, and being reassured by a survey that they've had carried out by their lender and what's called an NHBC 10-year guarantee against defects. And yet... Um, they're still having to, to fork out this charge initially. Now, the judge has said to them, possibly you've got a, a claim against these bodies uh, for almost sort of negligence in letting you buy these properties. But one way or another, someone's going to have to pay for it. Now, the London Mayor Sadiq Khan said the government should pay for it. In other words, taxpayers who probably don't even own a leasehold flat. But the government hasn't got their own money. It comes from us. It comes from the taxpayer. So there's, there's going to be huge issues there. And because of this court case, um, you know, it's the leaseholders or the tenants will have to pay this, not the freeholders or in, you know, presumably the builders of the, of the block, which is Barrett Homes. Now, did you know that forgetting to pay these charges, like ground rent service charges, or complying with maintenance orders could ultimately result in your lease being forfeited or effectively cancelled? That's right. The freeholder can take back or steal back your property like some feudal landlord from the past. So be very careful. You might think that not, that doesn't happen, but it does. I mean, imagine if you were working abroad for a couple of years and you rented out your flat and handed over to a management company and you think they're paying all your, your fees, like your ground rent and this sort of thing, you know, uh, and maybe they're not. And it could be an oversight. It could be that they're, they're just not passing on the money. But letters then will be going to that, to that flat and the tenant saying, well, I don't know this guy, you know, I'm just going to ignore this letter or put it to one side. And, you know, ultimately you could face some huge legal costs or, uh, you know, 
it could even result in you losing your property. So just, just be very careful of that. Make sure that if you have charges, you pay them you know, by standing order so that you, you know, you're never going to be late with these charges. Now, leases are, of course, written in favour of the freeholder granting the lease. This goes back to the sort of landed gentry, if you like. They're not written in favour of the leaseholder paying hundreds of thousands of pounds to the freeholder for this lease. Now, I've, I've been involved with a lot of leases, and you can see things that are just totally one-sided, like if you're involved in a dispute, you, the leaseholder, will pay the legal costs and their legal costs as well. Now, don't take my word for it. Just Google leasehold problems and read some of the cases where leaseholders have tried to take on landlords and lost. In a recent case, a well-known charity spent £114,000 to defeat a loan leaseholder in Onslow Square, Kensington, over a £6,000 dispute. I mean, a £6,000 dispute, and they've called in the big guns, haven't they? They've got their barristers and their legal teams and their QCs, and that the legal bill has now run to £114,000, which this, this leaseholder will have to pay. Now, this huge legal um, disproportionate cost and bill means that the, the woman leaseholder will have to sell her home because who can just come up with that money just like that? Just over disputing a, a charge. Now, I had a similar problem with a landlord a few years ago and after I entered into this dispute over a £500 charge, £500, I discovered that he owned 12,000 freeholds. Now, this was a real David and Goliath case. Now, fortunately, I won the case thanks to a brilliant young barrister and let's face it, I was lucky I had an understanding judge. Some judges might have taken a different view. You just never know in these courts. Now, had I lost this David and Goliath case, I would have had to pay out at least £20,000 in so-called legal costs over a £500 dispute. Now, this is because the lease, the freeholder was confident and said, right, you're not, if you don't pay this now, I'm going to immediately uh, ramp up the costs. So our legal costs are now £1,000, then it was £2,000, then it was £5,000. And all the solicitor was doing was sending me copies of the paperwork. And every time they did that, it just went up like a high-stakes poker game. So just be careful. And, and he was confident that he was going to win, but you know we, we, we found out otherwise. And, and but, but basically, I was, I was a little bit lucky, I have to say that. And I, I would advise you against going into litigation with any freeholder over that sort of charge. Now, I now obviously prefer to buy freehold properties or houses, but realise that it's not always possible because when you're buying your first property or you're, you haven't got much money, it's generally a leasehold flat that you buy. And I had to do this myself. But if you must buy a leasehold flat, make sure that you fully understand the lease terms first of all and try to buy flats where you have a share of the freeholder. That is that the, the tenants between them own the freehold jointly, not some other company or some other uh, firm that own it and then uh, charge you. If you own a share of the freehold, it's a much better deal for you and it's much easier to sell those properties. And then make sure that the tenants have control of the management. It doesn't mean you do the management yourself. You might farm the management out to a management company, but you at least have control over that company and you know you're not going to be ripped off and that you can change that company quite easily if they're not doing a good job for you. Now, if you, if you haven't got control of the management company, leasehold tenants can take back control of the management under what's called the right to manage scheme. 
if there's enough of you who get together and, and take that over. Now, uh, that, that's a good idea to look into, but I don't think the law does enough still, uh, and it doesn't go far enough in protecting vulnerable leaseholders. And if you read some of those cases, you'll, you'll see what I mean. Now, as always, take legal and financial advice before entering into any agreement, and make sure you really read and understand that lease. Just be careful out there.